Hello, and welcome to the Macabre Family Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie, here today with my special guest, Mikhail. Mikhail! <laughs> we are here to tell a macabre haunting today. And we're going to Australia for our story. You excited? Yes, it's the only continent and country in the world. Is it really? Yeah. Facts? Yes. Okay. So where we are going in Australia is Juni, and we're going to be going to the Monte Cristo Homestead. Our story starts off not with the homestead particularly, but with a person, Christopher William Crawley. He was born in 1841. Not much, uh, couldn't really find much about how he was brought up, stuff like that. But I did find out he acquired two parcels of land in January 1876 in the New South Wales town of Juni that totaled 520 acres. That's a lot. So, 260 acres per parcel? Well, it didn't say that. Uh, I mean, in total, he got 520. Uh, I don't so think it, it was... even. Yeah, it wasn't split okay. in the middle. That's a lot. Yeah. I want that. <laughs> He was a farmer, and his goal was to farm the land and make a living out of it. Like you want to. Yeah. You want to be a farmer. Right? Yeah. Okay. You got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> that didn't quite work out for him, though. The family was struggling to make a living until one day, Lady Luck would shine down on the Crawley family. This would be the only lucky break for them, though, because the rest of the time, this family would have tragedy after tragedy befall them. This lucky break would happen when the Great Southern Railway line was going to come through Juni. So this, I don't know if you know much about the 1800s, but this is basically how they got around. What, trains? Trains and horse and buggy, stuff like that. So if a train was coming through your area, that was going to be good business. He, Christopher got a tip about this happening before it actually happened, so he decided to build the railway hotel across from what was soon going to be the railway station. So hotel, right? Yeah, right across from it because people will see it. Yep. With the new railroad, Christopher was able to trade the stuff from his farm better, and the hotel was always full of travelers. All this helped the Crawley family build their wealth and also helped the town grow as well. In 1876, Christopher built a brick cottage for his family. As the family and their wealth grew, the little cottage no longer suited them. So eight years later, in 1884, a brand new brick mansion was built to better suit the Crawley's new fancy status. Fancy. (laughs) They turned the old, smaller brick cottage into the servants' quarters and the kitchen. So that's how fancy they are. Their kitchen wasn't even in their house. It's in the other house. That's cool. Right? Yeah. So their old house, they um, put the kitchen in there, and that's where the servants stayed, and they would cook their dinners and meals there and then bring them to the mansion. <laughs> that's fancy. <laughs> Probably expensive. Well, they're rich now. That's true. So the, um, where they used to live, was they call it the original homestead, and we'll continue to call it that. Mm-hmm. So when I say the original homestead, it's the little place. On top of the new beautiful mansion, something got added that you'll like. What do you think? Pool. What? No. This is the 1800s. The stables. Ooh. Horses. 
were added to for Christopher's prized horses as well as a dairy building. Right? Cows. Cows. Christopher and his wife Elizabeth had seven children. <laughs> Can you imagine having six brothers and sisters? Yeah. <laughs> you have three. Three. Yeah, technically you have I have four. Two, yeah. Yeah. Not mine. <laughs> they were considered the perfect Victorian family. They dressed in the finest clothes and went to the best schools. Later, stories would come out how they treated their staff, and the many deaths actually helped prove these stories to be true. So excited? The family killed all those people. No, but death. The reason we are doing the Monte Cristo homestead is because of the hauntings. Haunting. It is said to have at least ten spirits who haunt the halls and the grounds of this place. Yes. Does that mean ten dead people? Well. At least. At least. Oh, okay. There's probably more. Now, as we say, now to have a haunting, usually that means there has to be death, like you said. Right? It's not there. Definitely has to be. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> well, how can you have ghosts and spirits if nobody dies? Like demons? Yeah. Stuff like that? That's not a person. It's an evil entity. That's true. So, for ten spirits, that's a lot of death. So, like I said before, there had been many deaths attributed to this place, and we will start with the very first one that we know about. <laughs> a maid was carrying the Crowley's infant daughter... What a <laughs> daughter, Magdalene, Magdalene, Magdalena. I don't know. I can see it. It's it's weird. <laughs> she was on the front staircase of the mansion when she claims an invisible force pushed the baby from her arms and made the baby fall down the stairs. The baby died from the trauma of that fall. No, the, the maid was just mad. Probably. She's so probably not getting paid at all. No. They're a servant. I don't know how well they get paid. Now, for the haunting part of this, though, when the kids kids are on the stairs, mm -hmm. they feel irritable and they get upset. So, just in that area, they start feeling angry and sad and upset for no reason at all. Just in that area? Yep, just on the stairs. That's because cool. this house now, in the now times, mm -hmm. is a... Um, they have it as an antiques place stuff Museum. like that and yeah basically so people go and visit and do ghost hunts and stuff also it is said that people can feel a hand on their back like pushing them when they're on the stairs i mean did the maid die the baby died but did the maid die on the i don't know if that one did but other ones did so, we'll get to that one right now. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> now, apparently, Christopher was not the best husband. So, he had relationships with his maids. One occasion, yes. One occasion of this, he ended up getting a maid pregnant. This particular maid ended up dead of a supposed suicide. Quote, unquote. Now, this was ruled a suicide back when it happened. Until one day, someone who witnessed the actual incident decided to tell the truth. Good for that person. The original story was that the maid jumped to her death from the upstairs balcony, landing on the stairs, where actually, to this day, there's a stain that marks where she died. Like, where she landed on the stairs. Somebody threw her off. 
It turns out, though, that Christopher pushed her off the balcony, killing her and hiding his secret. <laughs> the story came out because the witness told it on her deathbed. So she waited mm-hmm. till she was dying to, to have the truth come out. But at least it did eventually. She probably didn't want to get killed. Or in trouble. Yeah. So guests um, will hear the tippity-tap of high heels on the balcony. Like, walking along it. Wouldn't that be creepy if you're just standing there and you hear it, like, coming up behind you? Wait, wait. What is his voice? Wait, that means his Christopher's wife found out. Oh, I wonder what happened. Well, no. All she knew, all they knew back then was that she committed suicide. I don't know if her wife, his wife was alive when the, uh, it get, came out with the truth. Next on our long list of tragic deaths is a young, stable boy named Morris. One morning, he wasn't feeling well and didn't get up for work. When his boss came to get him for work, he said, like, I don't feel good. Okay, I can't work today. Mm-hmm. The boss didn't believe him and set fire to Morris's straw mattress where he had slept. He's he, dead now. Well, obviously. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, he set fire to it because he thought the kid was lying and that he'd jump right up, but he did not. He didn't get up in time and burn to death. Who was his boss? Oh, I don't know. Doesn't I, This is in the 1800s, so I don't have that uh. great of an info. But guests can still hear screams coming from the stable at times. Right? Creepy. Mm-hmm. So Christopher Crawley died on December 14, 1910 at the age of 69. He had developed a carbuncle on his neck. Would you like to know what that is? Could you guess? He said, what pimple or could he die from either of those things? Any of those things? I mean, if the pimple... If it was, like, this big of a pimple... Can you imagine? Pimple. Yeah. If you're wondering... Because you did this big... Yeah. If you're wondering how big, he was about the size of his head. Because when you hey. do hand... When, when you do hand motions, they can't see it. That's true. Pimple... <laughs> Dr. Pimple... I don't know. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so, well, I did all the work for everybody, and I Googled that. So our carbuncle is a group of pus-filled bumps forming a connected area of infection under the skin. Isn't that pretty much a pimple? Well, no. Oh. This is like an abscess. Stuff like mm. that. And this was aggravated by his starched collar shirts. So the collar shirts are stiff mm-hmm. to his neck and they would rub against and irritate it even more. It eventually turned to gangrene, which is basically your, your skin rotting. So it's zombie. No, it's the, you, a zombie's dead. Gangrene is like your your skin's rotting away. That's like I meant like the skin of a zombie. Well, no, it's not gonna look like that. But it's like rotting flesh. Mm-hmm. He passed away in his bedroom on the second floor. When guests go to this room, they can sometimes smell death and like rotting. <laughs> It's not so fun. But no, it's right? Go there. So when the new or- owner initially bought the house, this room was made into two of his daughter's rooms. They yep. would sometimes see a face looking at them from the window. It was a young man in his 20s with long hair and a beard. And every time they would see his face, they would call their dad because the room, room was on the second floor. Mm-hmm. In a window, they'd see somebody like looking at them. Mm-hmm. But nobody was ever there. Who puts their daughters in it? So, room where guy died. Well, he died in 1910, right? Yeah. His, this family bought the house 
mm-hmm. in 63. 1963. So... They what? didn't know the history of it. 50 years later. Well, I mean, it's... People die. You know what I mean? Yeah, but... You're gonna... You can't just pull up... Why would you put your girls with... A guy with rotting flesh died? Well, he yeah. died because it was an abscess. It wasn't like he... It was contagious. That's true. So, you know, people die. Mm-hmm. You can't just close off the room. It's gonna happen. That's true. Right? Yeah. Um, so, can you imagine looking out your window and you're on the second floor seeing a face looking at your window like how you know it's creepy because there's no way for them to be up there looking in your window but there's a face looking at you i mean if it was today i would understand why it was today on the second floor are they floating are they flying in the jetpack up there no what do you mean Water. well that's um, why i said if it's oh. today this was in the 60s, so, I mean, I they could have had, they had ladders back then, but no, it happened all the time. So, with no ladders there, they know. Yeah, that makes sense. Now. After Christopher passed away, Elizabeth had a very hard time with it. She converted one of the mansion's storage rooms into a chapel where she studied the Bible every day. His Elizabeth. His wife, so Christopher. How did his wife not find out about the affair? I don't know. If she's, I, this okay. What are you talking about? So we the pregnant woman that died because he killed. Yeah, her. but he knew she was pregnant doesn't mean that the wife did. All she knows is that the woman committed suicide and she was pregnant. Yeah, but didn't somebody say they witnessed after? After the fact, years and years after. Oh, after he died. Yeah, this oh. lady that told the truth was on her deathbed, so she was a maid, mm-hmm. say in her twenties. 60 years later. Yeah, right? A long time. So she didn't end up leaving the homestead for the last 23 years of her life. She passed away August 12, 1933 from a ruptured appendix. I've never heard the rap word before. Ruptured? Yeah. Like exploded? Appendix is an organ in your body. That if it ruptures, it sends poison through your body and it can kill you. Wait, so that's poison in your body? It's in your appendix. Oh! Your appendix. So if it blows up, it could kill you. Whoa. I could just imagine that. It's not going to make you blow up. Uh, I mean, even if that did happen, I mean, it would be cool. I guess. There are people running around blowing up. Yeah, then again, though. Okay. You'd see every... Yeah, that would not be good. You watch too many movies. Hey, not movies, shows. Guests to the home will be ordered out by Elizabeth if she does not approve of you. So, that's what happens after she passed. If you are in a group of people and Elizabeth doesn't like you, mm-hmm. you'll personally hear her say, get out, mm-hmm. but nobody else in the group will hear it. So, do you run out or not? Does anybody actually get out when they hear it? Oh, I don't know. All I know is what people hear. Um. Next, we have a very sad story of the Steele family. Mrs. Steele was a housekeeper and her son Harold was mentally disabled. After Elizabeth's death, Miss Steele, and I could not find her first name, took over as of caretaker uh, as caretaker of the homestead. Although I don't I don't feel bad for her at all. She took her son, who was mentally disabled, mm-hmm. 
and chained him up mm-hmm. to in the dairy building for 40 years. He stayed like that. Did he die? No. Like, he would get fed and stuff, but no, she didn't want anybody to see him, so she, he stayed chained up in oh. the dairy building. He- so, basically like an animal. So, I don't think you'll know what this is, but... When I heard this part of the story, I thought of the Goonies. Have you seen that movie? So, um, the guy that was chained up downstairs, that chunk, gave the baby Ruth to. I cannot, for the life of me, remember his name. Is that the really tall guy that was... Yes. uh, Looks like he was dead, pretty much, with really pale skin? Yeah, because they kept him chained up. Okay, yeah. Yep, I know that. Her son, the lady's son, she kept chained up. And then he ended up helping save them, the yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought about when I heard this about being chained up. Mm-hmm. So there's still a hole in the wall from where the chains were in the dairy building. You mean? Like from it. They should tear this place down. <laughs> it's too haunted. He was like that for 40 years. Now when it comes to Harold's mother's death, there are actually two stories about it. One of the stories is his mother died in the main house of a heart attack. And the other story I heard was that she died at Harold's feet. I'm not sure which one's true, but either way she died. Harold's the son, right? Yep, the son she kept chained up. Uh, So, like I said, I don't know which one's actually true, but either way she died. And it took a couple days for anyone in town to notice that Miss Steele hadn't been around. Finally, someone came looking and found Harold in the dairy... Uh, Barnes still chained up. He was covered in filth, dehydrated, and he almost starved. He was sent to Kenmore, a home for the mentally insane, and he passed away a few months later. How old was he? I have no idea. Okay. Guests can hear clanking chains in the dairy barn, mm-hmm. barn, and also they have seen a man walking around the grounds, which they believe is Harold, because when you see the man, it comes with the chains, the noise. Finally, we'll get to the last death we know about, Jack Simpson. He took over caretaking of the homestead for the remaining Crawley children after the Seal family passed away. In 1961, the movie Psycho came to a local theater in Juni. And it's a horror movie. A young man went to see the movie three times and became obsessed with it. He walked up to the Monte Cristo homestead, knocked on the front door. Jack went to the door, and when he answered it, he the kid shot him point-blank range in the doorway and killed him instantly. I don't know why they have to mention about the movie. Like, I don't think it had anything to do with it. Obviously, this kid was mentally insane. It probably because the title is called Psycho, and this guy is pretty much The Turtle? Psycho. No. The title? Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's called Psycho. No, then- they... So, people like to use other things mm-hmm. to give reasoning again, like why somebody killed somebody. Like, oh, they played violent video games, and that's why, and I just think this person was... Crazy. In- insane, or just a bad person, and did it, and they try to use the movie yeah. as a reason. So... Uh... Like I said, I think he had mental problems. He used the movie as a way of making an excuse why he killed Jack. 
Someone, either the killer or some vandal, carved die Jack haha into the door of the dairy building, and it's still there to this day. If I saw that... It's creepy, I'd, right? I'd probably move from that country and never go back. <laughs> after the house sat vacant for two years after Jack's murder, someone came looking to buy it. Enter Reginald Ryan, or Reg as he's called, or was called. Mm. Reg and his wife Olive bought the property for a thousand pounds. Suppose it's a pretty good deal seeing as in the late 1800s it cost 10,000 pounds to build it. The Ryans had their work cut out for them. Vandals had destroyed the property. All the windows had been smashed out and there was no electricity because it had never been hooked up. And people had gone through the whole place just smashing everything they could. That's probably why they only had to pay a thousand pounds. Yeah, right? Yep. That didn't matter to the Ryans because they had a dream of fixing the place up to its former glory and having it an antiques business out of the main house. The Ryans are where we get a lot of the information about the hauntings today. They have had encounters since they walked through the front doors. Three days after moving in, Reg and Olive went to town to get some supplies to start all the renovations. As I said earlier, this house had no electricity hooked up at all. What? I get the feeling Something's that gonna happen? he's... They're still alive in that house, aren't they? Who? What? Are the Ryan, Ryans... Ryans, they own it to this day. Wait, they're still alive? Reg is not. He has passed away. Oh. Since passed away, his wife, Olive, is still alive. And their kids take care of it. Oh, lovely. Um, they were coming up the drive after coming after going to town to the house. They noticed lights coming from every window and doorway of the house. Whoa. They explained it as, you know when you see a light in the fog, when it looks like a it's all foggy and smoky? Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. That's weird. They actually stopped the car wondering, like, you know, what the heck is going on? They said it looked like lights coming from the fog. And when I say that, I can picture it in my head like a smoky stream of light. Coming around every single window. Yep, and the doors. Olive did not want to go up to the house, but Reg was like, nope, we're going. This is our house now. Once they got to the house, all the lights were off. Like, gone. Another incident happened when Ryan's youngest child, Lawrence, when the Ryan, sorry, I said Ryan, when Reg and Olive's youngest child, Lawrence, was in bed one night. The family was having a party, so every so often his older sisters would come in and check on him. The youngest of his sisters, he was the only boy, comes up and sees an older man sitting on Lawrence's bed watching him sleep. She screamed. And the older man sitting there looked at her and just vanished. Ghost. Obviously. <laughs> the adults looked everywhere for the mystery man, but he was nowhere to be found. So, have you ever seen Ghost Hunters International? Maybe. I know I watched Ghost, Ghost Hunters, Hunters, but there's uh, one that where they went all around the world. So Reg invited the Ghost Hunters International crew to come and do an investigation at the house. That's right. I watched the episode, and if you all want to check it out, it is on Peacock. It is Season 2, Episode 8. Reg was there to walk the team through and talk about the hauntings. And like I said, Reg had since passed away. His wife, Olive, is still there with the kids taking care of the property. The house is restored to its former glory and filled with the antiques that Reg and Olive had collected 
over the years. They run weekly ghost tours through the property. So, back to the Ghost Hunters episode. <laughs> to start out, they went to the original homestead, which was turned into the kitchen and servants' quarters after the new house was built, as I said earlier. In there, they had reports of people seeing full-bodied apparitions of a maid and feeling cold spots. As soon as they sat down to start the investigation in the original homestead, they started getting activity. They heard a woman's voice, which they, where they, uh, which they were able to get on an EVP. Jeez, I can't talk today. <laughs> they asked, are there any spirits here that would like to communicate? And the voice they heard said, pick me. Like, ooh, pick me, pick me, I'll like talk. Like a child? No, it was a woman. I mean, I know that, but like a child would do pretty much. Yeah. And as they were wrapping up, the last thing a, a member of the team asked was, is there anything you'd like to say to us or have us do for you? The voice said two simple words. Get out. That was that woman. <laughs> Elizabeth, voicing her dislike for the strangers coming into her home. While they were investigating the dining room, which is in the main house, they felt somebody walk by, like... You know, if somebody walks by close to you, you can kind of feel it. Mm -hmm. And then they heard tapping on the table. The Monte Cristo homestead is supposed to be one of the most haunted places in Australia. In my opinion, with upwards of 10 ghosts wandering around the halls, I would venture that is pretty accurate. There has been a lot of tragedy and heartbreak at this place. Things that happen like that, I feel, leave an imprint on our world, like a mark. And that's why I think, you know... Uh... If someone left this earth I care about and they come back to check on me and I can feel their presence, that's I'm good with that. That's fine. I'd yeah. love that. To feel the warmth of somebody that I've recently lost. Yeah. But I do get scared of evil one, though. Like, bad spirits. Yeah. Not somebody. Like, coming back to torment. They didn't get enough of it while they were here. Come back and torment. I'm I all think of some people. I'm all good with that. <laughs> So I hope you all enjoyed our macabre haunting episode and we will see you next week with a new tale. Keep it spooky and I love you, my macabre family. Say bye, Miguel. Bye. <laughs> bye.